Hey friends, welcome to the 143 podcast with John and Emily Alexander. We are entering into a season in the church we call Lent. As we did on the podcast during the Advent season, we want to bring 40 days of reflection. Why 40 days? Because ultimately Lent is a time where we honor and remember the 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert, fasting and being tempted by Satan before he began the ministry that God sent him to do for me and for you. So for the next 40 days, we will be reflecting on the life of Jesus, his ministry while on the ground, and ultimately end with the most important event of the Christian faith. No, not his death, but rather his resurrection. Let's call it Daily Reflections of Lent, shall we? Let's begin. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came. And attended him. Wow, lots to break down in these verses. And I want to center on the three places that Satan took Jesus and the three things Jesus said in response to the devil's tempting. The first, it says, while he was still in the desert, seemingly at the end, right, of 40 days, Satan tells him to turn these stones into bread. Jesus is vulnerable, he's hungry, and Satan is tempting him by telling him, you want bread? I think you can do that. Turn these stones into bread. And Jesus says, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Again, Matthew tells us that it's the end of the 40 days, and Jesus hasn't eaten Satan knows exactly how to tempt him, but Jesus shows him how he's survived the past 40 days. It's not food, Satan, but the word of God. When we fast, our own hunger and depletion is the indication to lean further into God's word, further into God's presence. Lord, you are enough. Satan then takes Jesus to the temple. And they stand at its highest point. This temple was built, by the way, by King Herod, the king who wanted the baby. 
baby Jesus, born of the virgin whom everyone was calling king, bring him to me to be killed. Satan takes Jesus to this highest point at the temple and says, if you are the son of God, then throw yourself down. And then he does something that I think is so fascinating. He recites scripture from Psalms. Now, out of context, of course, because it's Satan. But here's what he says. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. I mean, do you hear the mocking in Satan's tone when you read it? I do. But Jesus says, oh, Satan, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Sidebar. Could you imagine going up against Jesus in a battle over reciting scripture? Fair warning. Don't. We'd lose. You see, the difference between Satan and Jesus and their use of scripture is that Satan uses scripture against us. And Jesus uses it for our benefit, for our gain, even when he's trying to convict, it's still loving and kind. The last place Satan takes Jesus is a very high mountain where they look out over all the kingdoms of the world and Satan explains, all this I will give you if you bow down and worship me. Jesus says, away from me, Satan. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. We've all followed the path, my friends, that Satan wants us to at different points in our lives. Some small, some decisions not costing us much, but some decisions costing us a lot. And maybe you're holding the shame and embarrassment of being fooled by Satan. But remember, the warnings of what Satan's attacks look like. Sly, subtle. Satan attacks us when we're weak with subtlety. He doesn't have to work very hard. Oh, but don't be fooled. He attacks us big when we're experiencing the harvest in our relationship and flourishing with Jesus. Have you ever had a season like this? A season with the Lord where you felt so close to him, feel confident you're walking in his ways, but things start to break down around you in your life. A few weeks back, this very thing happened to John and I. We were observing how fervent we've both been in our pursuit of faith and relational connection to Jesus. And then the day unfolded with a series of dead batteries, right? Our, our faith is alive, but mm, I'm going to give you some dead batteries, friends. It was one of the snowiest days in Minnesota, and our snowblower went out, number one. John comes back in the house and goes to make the call to someone who could maybe help us fix it and, and realizes our heat wasn't blowing. It was blowing, but 
cold air. After an hour of exhausting all the things we knew um, how to try to fix it ourselves, it, it kicks on. Okay, don't have to pay for that one. A couple hours later, when I go to get my kids out of the house for a short break from Zoom calls and e-learning, my car doesn't start. Hmm. Things are starting to add up. And John said to me, seems right. Seems right that Satan would attack us on the same day we acknowledge out loud our closeness to God. Here's what I want us to see, my friends. Satan is as real and as close to us as he was to Jesus. But Jesus' response to Satan was always to speak the name of the Lord our God right back to him. That's our weapon. That's our assignment today. When you feel the presence of Satan, and you will, speak the name of Jesus. For some of us, that might mean an audible declaration of praise over your circumstance. Satan, you have no foothold because in the name of Jesus, I have already won. You have victory, my friends. You have victory. Satan has no place in your life because you have the victory through Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, once again, we see you endure temptation as we do in this life. You have not been where we find ourselves. Wait, did I say that right? You have been <laughs> where we find ourselves. Listen, friends, sometimes prayers can get a little wily. I'm sorry. Should we start over? Let's start over. Lord, once again, we see you endure temptation as we do in this life. You have been where we find ourselves so we can be sure of calling upon your name as the antidote of Satan's sly deceits because you've already won. You are powerful yet close to us. You're fighting off Satan on our behalf and you're a refuge when we've been deceived. Thank you for loving us this way, Lord. We love you too. Amen.